Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals at Ryu Hotels and Resorts in Mexico, the Caribbean, and Central America. And enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. A warm and friendly hello, welcome to Lovey Las Vegas for Toasty Cousins with myself, Greg Hughes Peters, and now part of the Beast and Family Podcast. We've got a great podcast for you guys. We're going to be joined in segment number two by Ryan McIntyre. He is someone that served on the coaching staffs of both South Carolina and West Virginia in recent years. Now he's doing a great job taking a look at this fun game of college basketball. Because he was a part of the West Virginia coaching staff, I do need to ask a little bit about the Bob Huggins situation. We're not going to be getting super duper deep political or anything like that. Don't worry about that. But just what it means for the team, maybe a little bit on how the decision making came about and what we can expect from West Virginia in terms of the transfers that are in the fold, how the decision it made sure that the guys that had decided that they were going to be going to West Virginia knew that Bob Huggins was still going to be there in general because the transfer portal actually closed up very late on Thursday as well. So how big just the timing of the decision was as well. And on top of that, we've got a lot of new schools that are entering into the Big 12. I'm going to get his thoughts as to who that might favor, the existing members of the Big 12 or these teams like Cincinnati, BYU, Central Florida, along with Houston that are going to be entering into the fold because there is going to be the element of surprise with all those schools. So I do think that that's a very fun topic to be taking a look at. And realignment is happening a little bit more as we saw LeMoyne from the D2 level go up to the D1 level. You're going to find out in the final segment when I round up the news and notes that we saw in college basketball on Friday that there's a school that is leaving the Summit League and heading to the Ohio Valley Conference as well. So we're starting to see more of these moves and they're going to be taking effect right away. And we've got a lot to be able to recap as well because that transfer portal did close up on Thursday. I'm going to be asking Ryan as well about some of these NBA draft decisions because I do think that that is going to be proposing a new wave in terms of the transfer portal as well. I think that we might be seeing things be a little bit more bare until those draft decisions are made. That deadline is May 31st, if memory serves me correct, so might be seeing a little bit of shortage of activity the next few weeks and then a very hot and heavy amount of activity in a very early June. And if you do have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at unit underscore D1. Keep up on letters to see them. Maybe it does not matter. So as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. The other way is find an Apple podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated from there. You are able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five star review. Really did not get in any Twitter questions today, but one thing that I always do get asked 
just at some point during the offseason as how conference realignment does affect things, what have you. So want to dive in on that topic as well. And if you've got any topic like that that comes to mind, please do ask that. We do have quite a bit of time during the offseason because, as we know, games are not going to be getting started up until November. But I want to try to search for just as many answers to questions as you guys have as humanly possible and try to find you guys some profitable insights. And a man that's able to deliver that and so much more is Ryan McIntyre of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We are going to be joined by him to talk a wide range of topics and talk quite a bit of Big 12 next. Right here on Coast to Coast Hoops with myself, Greg Hughes Peterson, now a part of the Houston Family Podcast. This show slash podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp and over at BetterHelp, they're helping you try to be able to ease up on your life a little bit more because I'm sure that you, much like myself, wish you had a little bit more time on your hands, whether that be to pursue a hobby. I myself could use a little bit of sleep as I've been handicapping about like 300 games a week and you're not able to get a lot of sleep when you're working that much, so hopefully you appreciate it on this podcast. But that said, therapy can be exactly what you need to be able to get a little bit more time on your hands to pursue exactly what you love. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched up with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time at no additional charge. Learn what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Coast today. That's C-O-A-S-T to be able to get 10% off through your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Coast. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. 
But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Are you ready to become a winning sports better? Schedule a call with SBIA to find out how their service can make you a long-term winning player. They've developed an innovative algorithm that maximizes units return, and they are so confident in their system that they offer a money-back guarantee. Sign up by October 31st and get their NBA package at no cost until they reach 10 net units. They treat sports betting like a business. So if you want to learn how to make your sports betting dreams a reality, visit them at SBIA1.com and check them out on social media at SBIA Sports. With myself, Greg Gibbs Peterson, now part of the Visa Family Podcast, it is great to be joined by this man as Ryan McIntyre does great work over on the Sports Gambling Podcast. He is one half of the College Experience Podcast, which you're able to find wherever you get your podcast. I know that he is also the co-host of the Ryan and Rush Show. That is all about West Virginia sports. As we know, there has been a lot going on this offseason with regards to West Virginia, them in the transfer portal, and so much more so. We've got a lot to talk about as Ryan is able to be found on Twitter at Moneyline underscore Max, Max Belt, M-A-C. Ryan, it is always great to have you aboard. Thank you. Hoops, appreciate you having me on. Look forward to talking a little more transfer portal. Yes, absolutely. As the transfer portal deadline has came and went. Now, whether or not some of these guys are in the NBA draft are going to be allowed to enlist, who knows, because we have seen the... NCAA go back on the rules from time to time and typically whenever a punishment is handed out it's handed out about 15 years after the fact we've got over 1700 players in the portal and as we know with it being done in terms of entries now it's all about what guys are going to be pulled out and what do you expect the next few weeks because I do think the biggest question mark is what we're going to be seeing in terms of these guys in the NBA draft so I think we could see a little bit of a cooling off period from like now until very late May, until that NBA draft deadline reaches, and then it thing things really start to heat back up in late May, early June. Yeah, it's such a unique situation where guys can go basically to the combine and still come back. I always get a kick out of when I read that somebody entered the transfer portal while submitting their name for the NBA draft. So that kind of sums up college basketball in the year 2023. I mean, you got big names just right off the bat. Grant Nelson, we don't know what he's going to do. Julian Phillips, Kevin McCullough can still come back to Kansas. So it's going to be interesting to see what shakes here over the next three to four weeks, and then we can finally start making uh, what's what in college basketball in the 23-24 season, I think. Yep, I do think we might be seeing a little bit of a fall off in terms of the news the next week or two, but then I do think that things are going to be heating up in a hurry from there. And as we know, things have really been heating up in the Big 12 because I know you've got so many ties with West Virginia with being a part of the coaching staff a few seasons ago, but we have seen a lot of moves made by these Big 12 schools, like just within the last few hours prior to us hopping on, Warren Washington, 
decide that he was going to Texas Tech. Grant McCaslin has done a solid job there. I would say the biggest transfer that perhaps we've ever seen is entering into the conference as well with Kansas being able to land Hunter Dickinson. And it just feels like a story as old as the dawn of time. The Big 12 really being able to clean up in the transfer portal, especially with the addition of Houston and all that they've done this offseason. Yeah, the rich get richer. Kansas gets the best transfer ever of all time in the transfer portal and Hunter Dickinson. They also get help on the wing with Morris coming over from Texas and Timberlake obviously coming over from Towson. Texas reloads, getting Max A. Smith. Perry goes over from North Texas to K-State. TCU reloads, getting Avery Anderson and Jameer Nelson Jr. So, like you said, the rich get richer in the Big 12. And then West Virginia, obviously, with a really good transfer portal class themselves. Yep, absolutely. And I do think that the teams that are entering into the conference, they've done really well for themselves as well. Like BYU had a little bit of an up and down last two years in the WCC, but I think that they've done a very good job of being able to fortify themselves. Central Florida, ever since they were able to make that run to the round of 32 in the NCAA tournament, where they very nearly knocked off that Zion Williamson team. It's been a little bit topsy-turvy for them, but they've been able to make some nice additions as well. And I do think that all in all, the teams are going to be entering into the Big 12. They are going to be able to make a little bit of an impact. And under the radar, I think that Cincinnati has done well for themselves as well, because I think that C.J. Frederick, along with Simeus Lucatius, are two of the more underrated guys that we've seen landed a new spot in the portal. Completely agree. Uh, Cincinnati, year number three with Wes Miller. Uh, to bring over, like you said, Frederick and Reynolds over from in the transfer portal. It is going to be a transition period going from the American League over to the Big 12. They're going to get a little bit of that travel that West Virginia has to do. BYU's done well in the portal as well. Uh, getting the kid from Charlotte. I, I'm sorry if I'm butchering his name. Ali Khalifa. And then Glover from Sanford, the little guard who's good as well. So these four teams have really done a good job. Houston obviously made the big headlines with Cryer Dunn from Temple. So they reloaded that backcourt quick. Yeah, they certainly did. As joining me on the podcast, we have Ryan McIntyre. He does great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And that leads me into this because we have seen realignment within the Big 12 within the last, we're going to call it about 15 or so years, when the Big 12 went from 12 schools to 10 and now they're up to 14, so go figure. They have not landed quite on 12 quite yet. They've been either <laughs> above or below that, which I always find that to be funny, being someone that came from a state within the Big Ten in Wisconsin, which has really never had 10 schools. But that said, when it comes to these schools entering, like Cincinnati, like BYU, do you think that's a little bit more of an advantage for these schools that have been in the conference for a long time, like a West Virginia, like Kansas, Kansas State, what have you? Or do you think that it bodes a little bit better for Cincinnati and BYU? Because I think on both sides, you do have the element of surprise. I would favor the teams that have been in there just because they're familiar with the different environments, the coaching styles. I think about our first year, West Virginia in the Big 12, we struggled. It's a different brand of basketball. It's so physical, every night basis of playing everybody twice. They won't play everybody twice anymore because of the expansion. I think it's a little bit awestrucking when you go to the Fog for the first time or you go to that new Texas Arena, Moody Center. You go to the Coliseum in Morgantown. The different environments, the home environments, it's a tough travel schedule. The coaching is as good as ever. They got five or six guys that have been to Final Four, so... I would favor the teams that have been through the gauntlet and been through the wars already. It is so interesting because I do feel like we've seen a lot of schools enter into a new conference and it's been very feast or famine for them in recent years. So I'm going to be very interested to see what we get here because most of the moves that we've been seeing 
They have been more at the low to mid-major level as well. We saw quite a few of those last season, so we shall see if that carries over to the Big 12. And as we know, West Virginia has had a very topsy-turvy offseason, bringing in a whole bunch of guys via the transfer portal. And, I mean, among teams in the transfer portal, if they didn't have the best class, they're certainly towards the top. But as we know, there was a Bob Huggins situation that popped up last week. It resulted in a little bit of a restructuring of the contract and a three-game suspension and I do think that perhaps firing him was going to be a little bit too rash because I do think that there are a lot of people that were calling for that. At the same time, I do think that it's fair to say that there are some people that are not pleased about the three-game suspension, and I do think that they are very much within their right there. But I just want to get your thoughts as to how important it was that there was some sort of a discipline that was handed down. And I think the biggest thing with everything that happened with Bob Huggins, you don't have to give any sort of a take on the situation or anything like that, because Mm -hmm. I mean, this is a basketball podcast, but with that said, I do think that the most important part was the fact that West Virginia did make a decision this week, just so that way, because the transfer portal closed a few hours before we did this podcast, that way they knew whether or not they were going to be coached by Bob Huggins or not. I thought that that was the most important thing. And, the university fulfilled that. Yeah, and I worked for Hugs, as everybody knows, with my track record. I worked for Bob Huggins and Frank Barton. Hugs has done so much for me in my career, and my two cents on it was that's not who he is. And he made a really bad mistake. He apologized for it, and he's served the consequences. And I thought West Virginia University did as good a job they could have did with a horrible situation with donating as much money as he will to that community. As for basketball wise, I'm with you 100. percent it would have been interesting to see what the fallout would have been if they had gotten rid of hugs. I mean, with this transfer portal class coming in, would they have bolted with the deadline being Thursday evening? But they elect to suspend him for three games, keep the roster intact. And uh, on paper, the Mountaineers look good next year. Absolutely. And do you think that this might cause any sort of a strife within West Virginia slash any just herky-jerkiness in general? Because I do think that it is always interesting to take a look at some of these coaching suspensions when they're out of the fold for the first few games because we have seen it go one of two ways. Like I remember Mark Few, he got a DUI a few years ago for Gonzaga. Really did not affect them at all. As we recall as well, Chris Mack was suspended for a few games to begin the season for Louisville a few years ago now. Wasn't necessarily the best roster in the world in general, and that thing just turned out disastrous. It's always interesting. Uh, Bill Self was suspended um, because of the allegations from the FBI scandal a couple years ago. You're right. It's always a tricky thing. I think the Mountaineers will be just fine just because in the offseason, Hugs is so hands-off already. He kind of just lets the coaches coach and develop relationships with the guys. And then he kind of comes in September, October and starts having his thumbprint on the team. So I think it'll be good to hear different voice and then Hugs will be there for the Fort Myers tip-off where they'll tee off with SMU, Wisconsin, and Virginia down there in Florida. Yep, and that'll be a fun event as well. I do think that it's going to be a solid one. I personally am very interested to see how Wisconsin looks, being someone from that state as they were supposed to get Noah Reynolds in the transfer portal, and he spurned them for UW-Green Bay, which shows you where Wisconsin is at right now as joining me (laughs) on the podcast we do have Brian McIntyre. He does great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And Brian, right now, I think the biggest intrigue, because we know who's all in the transfer portal as of now, as that deadline came to pass, is some of these NBA draft decisions. And are there a few guys in particular that you are looking at as perhaps being game changers, whether or not they either A, return to school, B, decide to 
come back to school, but they're in the transfer portal as well, and they might be looking elsewhere. Or C, they just remain in the NBA draft in general, and they sort of leave their school reeling and needing to hit the portal themselves. I would probably start a team that went to the Elite Eight last year, Creighton, with uh, Kaluma to see what he does. He's in the combine and see whether he decides to transfer or comes back to school. A couple other names that come to mind, Julian Phillips out of Tennessee. That's going to be a big decision. He's in the portal as well, and as well as being in the draft. And then another one from North Dakota State. He's had some entertaining clips from uh, social media with the dunks that he had in the Summit League. Grant Nelson, it sounds like he, Arkansas, of course, might be potentially getting in on him. But Arkansas also offers everybody in the transfer portal. So <laughs> it's kind of hard to... Uh, Make what's what with uh, the Razorbacks and the Muskbuzz. Ryan, I think you and me could enter it in the transfer portal there. <laughs> Musclemen would probably give us some sort of an offer. Now, I don't think I would be getting any minutes when I got to Arkansas, but if they had a roster spot, they would certainly be trying to fill it. And something that we did notice on Friday as well is I think that it's going to be a few days before we see more of these big names come off the board, like Ray J. Dennis, what have you. But Jordan Dingle, he's the top returning scorer in all of college basketball. He decides to go to St. John's, and I think that they're such an intriguing class right now because, I mean, you really don't have a lot coming back for this team other than Joel Soriano and Slick Rick Pitino. As we know, he's one of the legends of the game of college basketball, but what do you make out of, for one, Jordan Dingle going over to St. John's and two, just the roster in general because it is a lot of moving parts, but at the same time, it is parts that I have played together with a lot of these guys being from Iona. It's interesting. I was trying to see who might be the next K-State this year. St. John's, you can make the argument, fits that bill because K-State did everything through the transfer portal and they only brought back one guy, and that was Marquise Noel. They're bringing back Soriano from that team that was a losing program last year or around 500, and then they re-geared with these nine transfers. I like that they're kind of attacking guys from the Northeast. They've gone to UConn, Penn. You had mentioned it with Iona. So kind of keeping it geographic here with Patino, and then obviously Rick Patino. he's a Hall of Famer for a reason. I think he'll be able to mesh these guys in year one and be an NCAA tournament team potentially. Absolutely. I thought that that was a big move, and I do think that Jordan Dingle going to be able to have some success at St. John's. Question is whether these guys that they were doing a solid job, but they were at the Metro Atlantic level last season, if they're going to be able to make that step up. Rick Pitino, he's got plenty of experience coaching at this level. We shall see if that is going to be able to hold true for St. John's, and they're going to be able to have success this season. And I do want to get your thoughts on this as well, because we have seen a lot of guys come off the board in recent weeks, and we know a lot of the big-name schools that have been able to do a solid job in the portal. Many of them are out there in the Big 12, like we mentioned. Houston, West Virginia, Kansas, they've all been able to do a solid job. But have there been maybe a few schools that have come to mind to you that maybe you're just sitting there thinking they've had a really good class, but they're maybe not getting the clout and the hype that they deserve? Another guy that's in his first year, and that's Chris Beard. I thought Chris Beard did a pretty good job in the portal getting a sharp over from western kentucky the the shot blocker brandon murray from georgetown austin nunez from arizona state i guess you could go arkansas as well out of the big uh big 12 gonzaga did a really good job i thought getting nemhard the other nemhard back um up there in spokane and then get graham ike from wyoming so i thought that they did a good job reloading the big and point guard position so i think the zags will be good once again but uh really like what chris beard did at uh in oxford I think they have a chance to be an NCAA tournament team, and you're number one there as well for him. 
Yep, and we've seen Chris Beard turn things around in a hurry. I mean, you just go back to what he did at Arkansas Little Rock many years ago. 2016, they were a 12 seed. They knocked off Purdue as a 5 seed in the NCAA tournament. Go figure, Purdue losing early in the NCAA tournament. Where have we seen that before? But that said, Chris Beard has a long track record of success. And even when he was at Little Rock, I believe that he had like 11 or 12 new players in season number one. That was back in 2016 before the transfer portal was really what it is today. And Ryan, I know that you've been around college basketball for many years. You've been on coaching staffs. You know all about the game and you deliver that to your listeners over there on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I know that you've done a great job of taking a look at things in the offseason. And I know that this time of year is baseball season for you with the road to Omaha. So let the good people at home know it's all on tap for you and how people can follow along on social media and other platforms. Yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter, like Hoop said, at Moneyline underscore Mac. I'm over at the College Basketball Experience. The Ryan and Russ Show is a West Virginia all-sports podcast, so we'll be covering the Mountaineers who are going to be hosting a regional, hopefully a super regional, and maybe even get to Omaha. And stay tuned. There may be another show on deck as well. Follow me on Twitter at Moneyline underscore Matt. That is what we like to hear as Ryan does absolutely tremendous work. The more Ryan we can get in our lives, the better. And every single time he joins this podcast, lends tremendous insights, much like he did today. So big thanks to Ryan for joining me on Coast to Coast Hoops, part of the Visa family of podcasts coming up next. We're going to give you those last-minute guys that entered in the transfer portal after I signed off yesterday and look at the big news that we've seen in college basketball over the last 24 hours. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo.
and we're back here above you Las Vegas for discussing with myself, Greg Eves Peters, and now part of the Visa Family Podcast. It is always a pleasure to get Ryan McIntyre aboard. He does terrific work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, a man that has coached in college basketball before, was part of South Carolina and West Virginia staff for many years, so it was great to be able to get his insights aboard. I know that he's doing an amazing job taking a look at this game that we all know and love, so it was a pleasure to have him aboard. A big thanks to Ryan for joining me in the last segment. Now it is that time of the podcast. I give you a little bit of a roundup as to all the news and notes we saw in college basketball over the last 24 hours. There were a few last-second names that did trickle into the transfer portal that I do think are of intrigue as the portal officially closed Thursday evening slash Thursday night. Jalen Bates is one of those guys that entered his name into the portal, was really one of the top players for Florida Atlantic. And, and this could tell you how downtrodden Florida Atlantic was with regards to their offense. He was able to put up 9.7.1 rebounds per contest and really was one of their best low-post players. It was a less-than-stellar program, but he was able to make the most out of it. He was also able to chip in there right around about a block per contest as well, so we shall see where he lands. It also did shoot 39% from three-part range, so nice little skill set there. We did see Jaquan Walton, who he was essentially kicked off of the Alabama team after he got arrested in the offseason. He now has a new landing spot as he is going to be going to Central Florida. This could be a case of... One person's misstep could be another team's treasure for Central Florida, a bunch that we were talking about it with Ryan McIntyre. They're going to be looking to make some waves in the Big 12 right away, and with Walton, this guy is able to score. He put up 14 points, 5.3 boards per contest at Wichita State this last year, shot 40% from three. He was a highly touted junior college guy a few seasons ago, began his career as a top 100 recruit, was over there at Georgia, really couldn't get anything going over at Georgia, and you know that there's going to be a little bit of baggage with him, but the team over the last week or so has picked up Jaquan Walton, along with a 17-plus point-per-game score in UMKC's Shamari Allen, so I think both of these guys should be able to fortify this team, so very interested to see how they're going to be able to mix a match, but you know what, bringing in a pair of guys like that, that is going to be able to certainly do some good for them. We saw Johnny Walter. He was playing the slightest season over at CSUN Cal State Northridge. He decided that he was going to be entering in the transfer portal. Not necessarily too much of a gentleman of impact as last season. He was able to give the team right around two rebounds per contest. Did see a few starts late, but he's just more of a six foot nine, a little bit of a defense-oriented player. Cortez Johnson, he was playing the slightest season over at UNC Greensboro. He got into the transfer portal late for Mr. Johnson. Was once again another one of those defense-oriented guys. Only put up right around two points per contest, a little bit over a rebound. So we shall see what his prospects are. This one is far bigger as Cruz Peru Hunt. He was playing the last few seasons at South Dakota. He entered into the portal. He was an all-summit league performer during the 2021-22 season. Three-year starter over at South Dakota. Last two years averaged 15 and 14.3 points per contest, respectively. Had a very good three-point shooting year this last year. Shot 42.5% from three. Was able to put up about 2.2 assists per contest. He instantly becomes one of the more coveted guards in the portal at six foot three, relatively decent size. So we shall see what happens there. I mean, this man has been around college basketball for forever. I'm not talking about Cruz Peru Hunt, although he has been around for quite a while. But Carter Ari Gordon, a former top 100 recruit from the class of 
2018, and he still has eligibility remaining. He is on the transfer portal. Began his career at St. Louis this last year, finally resurfaced over at Grambling. 12.5 points, 7 boards, blocking after contest. Part of a Grambling team that really had one of the best defenses in all of college basketball. 6'9", 240-pound big man that really does a nice job down low. Not a guy that's going to go out there and pop some threes. He's taking like a half a three per game, but has a really good skill set in general. So I'm very interested to see what happens there. We also did see a key reserve from St. Francis of Pennsylvania, Zari Harrison, decide that he was going to be entering in the transfer portal. Just was banged up this last year. Previous year, 2021-22 season, he was able to give the team three and a half points, two assists, steal per contest. Not necessarily much of an offensive weapon. More of a guy that's looking to dole it out, play a little bit of defense. He's out in the transfer portal. Jalen Jackson is in the transfer portal as well. This is a little bit more of a critical piece as he was an all-Southland performer. Not a guy that, once again, is going to necessarily put up a bunch of buckets or anything like that, but this last year at Texas A&M Corpus Christi, team that made the NCAA tournament, he was a starter for them and a main facilitator. 7.5 points, 3 assists, 1.3 steals per contest, shot right around 31.5% from 3-point range. So we're seeing a lot of those sorts of guys enter into the transfer portal, and now we've gotten to all the guys that have entered the portal. Here are some guys that made their decision as to where they are going to be going as Trey Moss. He decided that he is going to be going from South Florida and he is going to be heading on over to St. Mary's as Moss played just eight games this last season, season before. He was just pretty much a reserve for his career, only averaging about one and a half points per contest. But for a school like William & Mary that just needs guys in general that are able to give them a little bit of athleticism. It is going to be able to help them out. And he was a relatively highly touted guy coming out of high school. He was a top 35 prospect in the state of Florida. So that is going to be a good gift for them. We mentioned with Ryan McIntyre, the biggest guy that, in my opinion, made a decision on Friday, Jordan Dingle. He is the top returning player in all of college basketball in terms of scoring, as we know. Antoine Davis was the top overall scorer last year, but after about 500 years on campus, he's all out of eligibility. But for Dingle, 23.5 points, 2.3 assists, shot 35.5% from three-point range. Would like to see him be able to do just a little bit more off the ball because going up to the Big East from the Ivy League, that is going to be quite a leap. But he was able to put up at least 12 points in every single game this last season. And you take a look at what he was able to do down the stretch of the campaign. It was relatively impressive as he had 16 and 18 points in his first two games of the season. I believe that he had 19 or more in all but two of the final 26 games that he played in. So incredibly consistent and that is very hard to find with any player. So I do think that it is going to be big for St. John's. We shall see how some of these Iona guys are going to be going up a level as I mean you do have a lot of players that they were at the mid-major level. Now they're going to have to compete in the Big East, but they certainly do have some weapons. Warren Washington, he was at Arizona State this last season. He has decided that he is going to be going to Texas Tech. Very good seven-foot big man that was able to supply nine points, seven rebounds per contest this last season, right around 1.8 blocks as well. Not a guy that's going to have the versatility to shoot threes or anything like that, but without question, 
going to be able to help this team out down low. It's going to be a Graham McCaslin system this year, which means that they're going to be playing super slow, and I think that this is going to suit exactly what he's looking to do. So I think that this is a massive gift for them. We saw Dennis J. Harris. He last season was playing over at Southern Miss. He has decided that he is going to be heading on over to New Mexico State with Dennis J. Harris. He was a little bit of an intermiss guy this last season, and I do think that just him being able to get more minutes in general is going to be big because he was able to put up right around nine points per contest as other missed this last season. He's been building up playing time as he's been going along. Right around nine points per contest this last year. Not a guy that's going to go out there and pop threes, but was able to add in there right around five and a half boards per contest at six foot seven. I think that he could be able to lend some versatility. So that is going to be big for them. Albany, all of a sudden, has been able to put together a really nice transfer class as John Marco Arletti, he has decided that he is going to be transferring over there from Delaware. He last season over at Delaware was a part-time starter, 15 starts. Does need to work on his three-point shooting at 6'6", six six, shot 28% from three this last year, but was able to give the team a little bit over five points, three boards, just under a block, 1.3 steals per game. Not a guy that really did one thing super-duper great, but a master of many different things. And for Albany, Dwayne Killings really had things going two years ago. There were some off-the-court allegations. Apparently, there was a little bit of a rumor of abuse of a player or something like that that really killed his recruiting last year. And as a result, Albany was just a hot mess. But they've done a good job this offseason of being able to replenish they bring in Sebastian Thomas, a nice point guard from Rhode Island. Amari Marshall was a solid scorer over to Hofstra. Tyler Bertram, when he was in the conference two seasons ago, he was about a 9 to 10 point per game scorer. So this has been a nice haul for them thus far in the offseason. We saw B.J. Edwards, who was playing at Tennessee this last season, decide that he is going to be going to SMU. Very good get for the Ponies. Someone that just really didn't see a lot of playing time whatsoever at Tennessee this last season, but was a former top one recruit. Someone that's very capable of being able to shoot some threes in the limited playing time that he did see. Shot 40% from distance. Handles can sometimes be a little bit suspect with them, but for SMU, being able to bring in someone like that and just adding depth in general at the guard spot, that really killed SMU. They didn't have anyone that they were able to replace their starting five with. As a result, they'd be tired late in games. This is going to be big for them. Steve Settle the third has settled on the fact that he is going to be adding to the great state of Pennsylvania and he's going to be playing for Temple. We give our ode to Lane Kiffin, go Owls, but this last season as a starter, he was able to do a nice job as a versatile six foot ten or so player with about 11 points, a little bit over seal per contest, five and a half rebounds. He's capable of popping threes. Shot about 30% from three. Now two seasons ago, shot more around 35% from three, but at six foot ten, six foot eleven, say he needs to gain a little bit more size. Was listed at a buck seventy-five. I mean, give or take a little bit, that seems to be relatively online, but I do think that for Steve Settle, he is going to be able to blend some nice versatility for Temple. Team is going through a little bit of a new look in general, and I do think that he's going to be able to help out with that. Churchill Bounds. This is a very interesting name because you've heard of Churchill Downs. Churchill Bounds is his actual name. He has decided that he is going to be going from Central Arkansas, and he's going to be adding to Wagner. Wagner certainly going through a lot of ups and downs as they lost to Lonnie Hunt a few days ago, but they were able to get Zay Blake, a nice three-point shooter from UW-Green Bay. And for Bounds, he was able to see a few minutes for Central Arkansas this last year. I think that this is a little bit more of just a project for Wagner because in the NEC, you just don't have a lot of size in general. He averaged three and a half points, 
two and a half rebounds per contest this last year at Central Arkansas, but at six foot ten, two sixty, with Wagner playing a very slow, methodical style, I think that he could be able to do a lot of good down low in that NEC. So I think that this is a solid gift for them. Isaac Jones. He was over at Ido this last season. He has decided that he is going to be going to Washington State. And this is a good gift for Washington State. Put up 19.5 points, 7.8 boards. Shot from three points, about 32% from three. This last year was able to give the team a block per contest as well. 6'9", 240-pound big man that's able to do a little bit of everything. This is right up the wheelhouse of this Washington State coaching staff. Kyle Smith loves to go with the nerd ball style. I think that he is going to be a seamless fit for them. So love the move that they were able to do on that front. And a guy that was from the area as well. James Glisson III, he was a bit limited this last year due to injury as he played in just 22 games after averaging 10.5 points, 5 boards two seasons ago during the 2021-22 season. Saw that dip to more around 5.5 points and 4 rebounds per game this last season. And New Orleans has decided that they're going to be taking a shot on him. For New Orleans, this is big for them because they played no defense last year. They really were not able to take care of the ball dead last in the country in terms of turnovers per game. So they do need a little bit more in terms of the facilitation. But that's that bringing in someone like James Glisson III. It is a good starting point for them because they need darn near everything. And this fits the criteria of bringing in someone that's able to do a little bit of something. So that's good news for them. Dominique Ford, he last season was also playing at Ido, So we saw a pair of Ido guys come off the board on Friday. He's decided that he is going to be heading on over to Southern Utah. For Southern Utah, a little bit of a new look as Todd Simon. He decided to take the job in the offseason over at Bowling Green, but he was good over at Ido this last season. Was able to give the team six points per contest. Shot 39.5% from three-point range. He sort of takes over that designated three-point shooter role. Not necessarily the most well-rounded of players, but a guy that's able to give you scoring and outside shooting in a hurry. So he should be able to help this team out. Jonathan Dunn, he's going to look to get her done at Austin P. As Austin P has been a team that in the transfer portal has really been impressing me as they brought in Corey Gibson, who did a masterful job this last season at Northwestern State. He brought with him a lot of his top scorers from Northwestern State. Isaac Henry, Jalen Hampton, Jamonta Black all come into the fold. You saw... Desi Jones of Quinnipiac, along with also Anton Brookshire, who was over at Iona this last year, decided to enter into the program as well. Now they get this gentleman in Mr. Dunn, who just was unable to get out there on the floor this last season, but he's a six foot seven, just athlete. I think that that's the best way of putting it. He's a relatively solid rebounder. He's able to do an okay job of being able to pop some threes as well. I do think that he's going to be able to do an absolutely tremendous job over with this program as... I feel like he's another one of these guys with untapped potential, and Gibson has had a very good eye for being able to spot many of these guys. We did see a pair of guys that were playing over at Georgia Tech this last season decide on new schools as Tristan Maxwell has decided that he is going to be going from Georgia Tech and he is going to be going to Hampton. And then we saw Davion Smith decide that he is going to be going to Utah. Smith is bigger of the two as for Smith, he was one of the main facilitators for the team. 8 points, 5.5 boards, 3.7 assists per contest. Now, not a guy that's going to light it up from 3-point range. And Utah does like their versatile 3-point shooter shot, just 26% from 3-point range. But a former top 75 recruit that began his career at Mississippi State, he is going to be very good in that backcourt. And if they could have him as being a little bit of a floor general, get other guys 
available for open shots. That is going to really suit what Utah is looking to do. And then with Mr. Maxwell, he last season was able to give the team about 3.5 points per contest. Is a career 33% three-point shooter. A guy that was not quite in the top 150 with your his recruitment, but a relatively solid recruit. And for Hampton, they are one of those teams that they just need bodies in general because last season they suffered from really a lack of depth. They have been able to address that by just bringing in guys in the transfer portal this offseason. They do lose guys like Russell Dean and company from a season ago, but for Hampton, I do think that they're going to be much better set up to have a little bit of success in the CAA. They bring in Tedrick Wilcox Jr., a starter from St. Francis of Brooklyn. Joshua Lusane, he was at Campbell this last year, six foot seven, very versatile player. I do think that all in all, this is going to be working out very well for them. And then when it comes to the recruitment front, I guess you could consider this a transfer as he was supposed to be going to Duke a little bit earlier on, but a top 10 recruit and someone that a lot of teams were certainly looking at, Mackenzie Mbakbo. He decided that he is going to be going to Indiana, and Indiana being able to get him means that they just have so many guys that they're going to be able to utilize as they were able to bring in during the offseason. Khalil Ware, a former top 10 recruit, you know, said on top of that, a guy in Peyton Sparks who I really liked when he was at Ball State. Not necessarily a Adonis of a athlete or anything like that, but someone that was able to do a nice job being able to pull in their boards. Now you've got Mbakpo to go along with him. He's someone that stands right around about six foot eight, six foot nine, has a little bit more versatility than say a Khalil Ware, but I think that this is going to be absolutely massive for Indiana. And what else is absolutely massive is that we are seeing quite a bit more conference realignment. As we know, we were talking about this in the last segment with Ryan McIntyre about the fact that the Big 12 has all of theirs. Western Illinois has decided that they are going to be withdrawing from the Summit League and they are joining the Ohio Valley. In Ohio Valley, that ever since Belmont and Murray State left has been just absolutely gutted for Western Illinois. This makes sense for them in terms of travel and I mean, it's going to allow them to be competitive. Now, I don't think that they're going to be like the favorite in the conference or anything like that, Western Illinois. They still have quite a ways to go, to say the least. But you know what? At the very least, they probably aren't going to be getting their rear ends kicked like they would against Oral Roberts being like 20-point underdogs or anything like that. So this works out very well for all parties involved for the Summit League. They no longer are at the point where they only had like eight schools because they brought in the St. Thomas Tommies a few years ago as well. So I think that that's a important move and we're going to be taking a look at all these moves on this podcast. Coast to Coast Hoops as the offseason goes along. If you ever do have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at unit underscore D1. Keep in mind letters DM. Maybe it does not matter. So as per usual, please just send these into the timeline. The other way is find an Apple podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via the five-star review. Big thanks to Ryan McIntyre, who does great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He joined me in the last segment. Coming at you guys every single day on this podcast, whether it's the regular season, whether it's the off-season. I am always here for you guys, and I will catch you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can be all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you and you're able to learn more over at BetterHelp.com. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com.